Welcome to Straight Talk with Supply Chain Insights. My name is Laura Ciceri. I'm the founder of Supply Chain Insights, and this podcast series is designed for the supply chain leader that's on the go but wants to be in the know. Today I want to talk about supply chain planning. Wow, the market is quite a mess. We're at the downturn of the first generation of supply chain applications, the ones that came through client server to cloud and focused more on regional supply chains with traditional optimization, and we're moving into a new era of cognitive computing and open source analytics that allow us to sense, learn, and act. As we do that, innovators will take the advantage of driving new opportunities for these solutions, and people that are not as comfortable with adopting new solutions will follow. But what will happen is we will see a lot of dynamic around the supply chain market that you need to be aware of. SAP has announced the discontinuance of APO and asking people to move to IBP. I find in reference calls that the IBP references, integrated business planning, are happier on the IT side than the line of business side with line of business users saying, you know, it doesn't really fit my needs. We spent a lot in customization it was really a decision of IT standardization. Whereas the IT group is not necessarily as familiar with engines and the outputs. And I find that the two groups are really very polarized, unfortunately. Now, when it comes to the consolidators in the market, JDA, E2Open, Legility, folks that have basically bought uh, supply chain planning assets and are rolling them up, I find that the rate of innovation is slower than the market. What I find very exciting is the new technologies that are coming into the market, primarily new engines that can layer on top of existing technologies to drive better insights. Now, when you think about these new engines and layering the new engines on top of the existing planning systems, I want you to think about driving improvement in three different areas. First is the engines themselves, the ability to sense, learn, and act, and to be able to use different forms of data, structured data, unstructured data, to be able to use data that moves at different speeds. And we can do that through better engines and open source analytics to be able to look at how can we build engines that can learn and give us their insights. Second is rules. You know, today's rules in the supply chain, things like ATP, available to promise, allocation, inventory to order matching, really work on transactional cadence, not necessarily customer prioritization, not necessarily risk mitigation strategies, but they basically are first in, first out, match, you know, based upon transactional availability. So as we move to ATP and allocation and inventory order matching that can work on the basis of rules that can sense, learn, and act, we can match multiple ifs to multiple thens. Let's take some examples. One is substitution logic. Perhaps I have a product X and I'm phasing in product Y. Transactional logic will not see that substitution. Perhaps I want to have a policy for customer X, but not have the same policy for customer Y, particularly when it comes to credit and order management. Today's allocation rules can't really discern the difference, but in the future, when we sense, learn, and act, we can do that. 
or perhaps I want to recognize the need for a rush order or a vendor managed inventory order at a higher priority on inventory matching, but I can't really do that today. So intelligent rule sets, better engines with insights, better rule sets. The third is the ability for people in the back office to use data from planning engines. Today, the planners within an organization are about 5% of the back office organization. Planning groups are five people usually in very small organizations, perhaps 25 in a regional organization. It can be up to 300 to 500 people in a global organization, but those organizations are far and few between. What is important is that it is a small subset of the larger back office group. And there are more people that need planning data that can get to planning data through the existing systems. So one of the things that I find very interesting is the evolution of descriptive analytics, which opens up the ability for a larger group to be able to use planning data. Let me give you an example. I was at a chemical company. They have 300 planners globally. They have about 12,000 people that are around the world that need access to planning data. Information like forecast and what if analysis on substitution. But today, those groups sit in totally different islands. So is there an opportunity for us to have planning data more usable by the back office? These are three very, very different paradigms that I think are going to drive the evolution of supply chain planning. And when I talk about supply chain, I'm talking about the processes from the customer's customer to supplier's supplier. The other day I was speaking and someone said, well, you know, we shouldn't let supply chain pick our applications. And I'm like, but isn't supply chain the process of the customer's customer to supplier's supplier? versus a limited function that most people have in an organization that focuses on logistics or procurement. So when I'm talking about decision insights, I'm talking about from the customer's customer to supplier's supplier, outside in, which is very different than the functional views that we have around CRM for sales and supply chain for logistics and manufacturing for managing the local factory or procurement for managing you know, the buy. I'm talking about decision support for the process flows from the customer's customer to supplier's supplier. So as we think about this evolution of the new phase of supply chain planning, we should think about what have we learned from, you know, the AS400 days to the client server days to the cloud? And how do we unlearn to really embrace this new roles of roles of smarter engines, smarter roles, and greater data availability. One of the things that I think that we learn is that functional bias will drive behavior unless we have a cross-functional balance sheet. What do I mean by that? Many times people have automated systems in the past, but they don't really use it. A good example is trade promotions and consumer packaged goods. Sales may not want to use the trade promotion information because they're incented on volume, not profitability. And so many times one of the big issues in trade promotion planning is that it isn't used. Similarly, 
when we move to new planning systems where we're trying to align the functions, we will fall back to functional behavior unless we drive behavior on a balanced scorecard. So for example, these new systems with the new engines will do a better job of trading off transportation, manufacturing and distribution strategies. But unless we get the leaders in those organizations to align to a definition of supply chain excellence that's cross-functional, we'll never see the advantage of those engines. Secondly, when we look at rules and the supply chain basically driving new rules based upon insights, there are lots of people who don't want to play by the rules, right? We reward very reactive behavior. And so uh, we have to trust and trust but verify the systems. There is a phase where we have a lot of maverick behavior and order management and sales where people have been rewarded for firefighting. So if they're not fighting fires, they're going to feel very uncomfortable and they've got to come to accept the fact that a machine learning or a rules-based ontology and cognitive computing can help them with better insights. That will take time and is a change management issue. The third point about descriptive analytics, what-if analysis, and being able to plan by design also will require change management for people to be able to look at a design and to work together to actualize that design. So three great promises, but each with change management. Now, as we evolve into this next evolution of supply chain planning, we're gonna see some really wonderful new best of breed technologies, which are gonna put pressure on the existing supply chain planning vendor base. It will be great to see, we need this innovation in the market. Please test and learn with these new providers, but realize that you still need the architectures, the enterprise architectures, and a good first place for us to test and learn is to put these engines on top of today's architectures. This is Laura Ciceri with Straight Talks from Supply Chain Insights. Until next time, let me know if I can help you in your supply chain.